From the Black Swan Media Studios, deep inside a secret underground bunker, we're speaking to freedom-loving patriots from all around the country and the world. Welcome to the resistance. This is John Crump, live. Live. And here we are on another Thursday, which is the Friday for the John Crump Live Show featuring Flying Rich himself crashing into planes and cars and trains and every other mode of transportation. So we are brought to you by Tusk. Tusk is a cryptocurrency focused on the firearms market. Proudly sponsored by TUSC, the only cryptocurrency designed with the firearms market in mind. With three-second processing times, it's the fastest cryptocurrency on the planet. On the planet. With lower transaction fees than traditional credit cards, it's perfect for your e-commerce needs. For gun guys, buy gun guys. Visit TUSC.network for more information and join the digital revolution. And also make sure you visit Black Swan Tactical G-Webs. Your patches are still on, waiting for them to arrive from uh, the Hoff, but they are coming. Black Swan Tactical, your number one source for 2A streetwear. With shirts, mugs, hats, patches, flags, and more, there's always something to help you rep the 2A community. All proceeds go back into our projects. Viewers and listeners can take an additional 10% off with code CRUMPY. Unapologetically pro-gun, pro-liberty, and pro-freedom gear for the front lines of the culture war. And we also have a way you can support the channel by just going to uh, locals.com. Sorry, johncrump.locals.com. Somebody asked how Tusk has been doing in the last month. I really haven't paid attention because I am uh, not in it for an investment, but I'm also not selling either. Crumpy with a Y. Yep. All right. uh, Let me introduce to you my co-host. Flying Rich, the Florida man himself. And this is a very Florida-centric show today. Correct. Hey, John, how's it going? I'm excited. It's John Crump Live Friday for all of us. Yep, yep. And we only got like two shows next week, I think. Really? Or three. You got to let me know about that then. I I already did. Remember, we're going to be in New York, so I'm taking a couple days off too. Okay, so is it Monday, Tuesday? What are we Monday, doing? Tuesday, Wednesday, I think it is, so three. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, all right. Yeah, and let me go ahead and introduce to you the man of the hour, the guy that we call Latino Heat. He's either <laughs> Louis or Luis, depending on, I don't know which way the wind blows. I call him either one, I call him both. He answers to both. You call him Louis, I'll call him Luis. Uh, when you when you text me, it was like we have Luis Valdez on the show. I thought it was kind of funny. You put a Z on the end of it. Did I do a Z? I didn't mean to do a yeah. Z. It Lewis, must have been autocorrect. Yeah. I didn't do it. Luis from. Hold on, I'm, I'm sporting GOA. 
I'm not. I I, I got a coffee somewhere. Yeah, right behind me. Coffee that way. <laughs> GOA coffee. Um, yeah. Isn't it GOA clock? This, yeah, GOA clock too. Uh, Mr. Luis Vadez. Vadis. It's good to be back on the air, brother. How's everything going on your end up in. Uh, is it cold up where you're at right now, or is it warm? It's, it's like 80. Oh, 80? Okay. Really? Can't be 80 uh, there, really? Yeah, well, it was like 83 yesterday. I think it's like high really? 70s, wow. 80 today. Cool. Okay, it's 81 uh, here in beautiful Jupiter, Florida. What, what's it doing in Miami there? Uh, Miami, it's about 89 right now. Oh, yeah? Earlier this week, it was fantastic. It was in the high oh. 70s during the day, the 60s we, at night, no humidity. Yeah, I don't know if it was over the weekend. We had a night that broke into the 40s. This past weekend, I think. Yeah. So I was kind of shocked because uh, I got some plants that are iffy when it gets low like that. Uh, I, I like it, it. We hit a, a top temperature of 77 today. No. Oh, okay. 83. So, Lewis, I, I, I got a couple of questions welcome to the for Weather you. Channel. Yeah, welcome to the Weather Channel. Well, I, uh, I got a couple of questions too, but I'll let you our go first. Florida correspondent. Well, I got Lewis on the show. I'm allowed to ask him questions because this is the only way I get to talk to him because he doesn't pick up the phone when I call. Because uh, hey, he hey, sees hey, my hey, New hey. York phone number and he's like, "Who the hell's that?" Well, half, um, in, in my defense, in my defense, half my in-laws are up in Jersey, and New York, so I'm just like, "Nah, nah." nah so I'm not now I know why you don't talk to people in, uh, up north. Okay. Um, <laughs> so, is DeSantis? No, I love them. I love them. They're great folks. What the hell is, is going on with Santa's... constitutional carry? What the hell is going on with constitutional carry? I beat you. Yes. <laughs> Crump. So you want the sh- you want the short answer or the long answer? It's an hour show, so you can do whatever you want. All right. So the governor, back on March 29th, he publicly called for a special session to cover redistricting. Now, during the proclamation, it only covers redistricting. But when he was doing his whole uh, speech for it. He specifically mentioned he would have liked to uh, have on his desk data privacy, insurance reform, uh, redistricting, and constitutional carry. He, he called out the legislature, the legislative leadership for failing to put that on his desk. So that loud slap you heard, it wasn't just Will Smith at the Oscars. It was DeSantis. Mm-hmm. Um, now, the governor did say as time progresses, if he needs to, he will specifically call a special session. But he is right now giving enough rope to the legislature to either pull themselves out of the mud or to hang themselves on this issue. Uh, Representative Sabatini has just initiated. Yep. Great guy. Uh, he has just initiated the, uh, the process to start a special session via the legislature because there's three ways it could happen. Uh, the governor could uh, issue a proclamation, which he already did for redistricting. Um, you could have a three-fifths majority of the legislature call for it, or you could have the legislative leadership. So Sabatini's going through the three-fifths route right now, which I actually think is uh, of politically a great ma- maneuver because it puts Republican lawmakers on the spot because he has to send out a petition to them, and he has to get a total of 20% uh, in favor of the special session, and they have to send it back to him, and then he has to send that to the uh, to the Secretary of State, which then starts the official process. So 
So is that like I'll a roll call vote? It's kind of a roll call vote. I'll, I'll, I'll break it down. So for the three-fifths maneuver, he has to get at first 32 lawmakers on board for it. So he sends out a petition to them. They sign it. They put on letterhead basically saying, hey, yeah, I'm Senator. I'm Representative uh, John Q. I, you know, I agree with Representative Sabatini. We need to have a special session. So if 32 of them uh, put their pen to paper supporting it. He then sends it to the Secretary of State, Laura Lee. Laura Lee then conducts an official poll uh, within both chambers of the legislature. And if three-fifths, <clears throat> sorry, if three-fifths of the legislature uh, polls in favor of it, then wham, bam, thank you, ma'am, we got another special session specifically about constitutional carry. Now, the reason why this is genius is you have Republican lawmakers constantly campaign that they're pro-gun. Yes. Okay, well, you guys are talking the talk. Now it's time to walk the walk. Put pen to paper. If you are truly pro-gun, then this is no different than if constitutional carry was having a floor vote in their actual chamber. It's no different. That's how I'm viewing it as. So if um, you know, any of the Republican or even the Democratic lawmakers that claim they're pro-gun, whoever, I don't care their party affiliation, but if they're claiming they're pro-gun and they either flat out say, nope, we're not doing it, or they're abstaining, then I'm noting that down as a negative as if they literally voted against constitutional carry. That's, right on. that's, the, view, that's the view I'm going to look at it as, because it's not just votes on the floor that matter. It's also do they co-sponsor bills? Do they publicly advocate for bills? How do they vote in committee for bills? You know, all of that ties into how these people are actually rated. So mm -hmm. that's, that's why I think it's important right now, especially the way Sabatini did it. And I'm hearing from some people uh, within the 2A community, and, and I get it. Look, they're pessimistic. They've been beaten down. I mean, Rich, you, you know the deal here in Florida. Oh, yeah. We've yeah. We've had a Republican majority for 20 plus years now. Things barely move forward. And oh, people oh, just can't. Well, if it's the Marjorie Stoneman Douglas bill, what was days. that? Was it 60 days? Yeah. No, no, 16. In the middle of session, it went from introduction to the governor's desk in 16 days. Well, I, but, I think it was like 60 or 90 days after the event. It, it, was, it was some remarkable no, amount. No, no, it was, it was literally. They passed it, so um, they were already halfway through session. Parkland happened on uh, Valentine's Day, which yes. was, uh, you know, I think February 14th. Correct. Yeah. So it happened Valentine's Day in 2018. By uh, the next week, they already had the bill introduced, and they were rushing it through committees. And what was it, 140 um, pages, if I recall? Oh, it was more than that. It was, you're talking about hundreds and hundreds of pages because remember it was an omnibus bill that covered multiple aspects not just gun control but what what in was the, the gun it, control in there um anyone under the age of 21 cannot legally purchase a firearm in florida a mandatory three-day waiting period for long guns in florida because it used to be so for for waiting periods in florida there was always a mandatory three-day waiting period for handguns, and, a and the state constitution allows the counties to amend it up to five. But they could, also in they could also do it for long guns if they chose. So Miami-Dade and Broward County, for example, they have a mandatory five-day waiting period for handguns or long gun purchases unless you have a concealed carry permit. 
the Parkland bill made it statewide three day for long guns, unless you have a concealed carry permit. So you could live in, you know, rural um, Jefferson County, Florida, or Washington County, or County. yeah, or, or Clay or Baker, or any of those counties. I think Palm Beach uh, enacted the five day rule, but oh, they did, yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I, I've always had my permit, so yeah, yeah. So I know, like in Clay County, there was, you know, they never enacted that. Clay County was like, hey, you, you want to buy a shotgun to go hunting the same day? Fine, not a problem, it's not an issue. You, you want to buy a rifle to defend your, your farm and your home? Hey, cool. But this mandate that's now that it's a three-day period, on top of that, they also um, instituted a, a very vague bump stock ban that goes so far in the uh, wording that anything that basically modifies the rate of fire of a firearm, so uh, any binary trigger or reset trigger is automatically illegal under it, um, well, on... see, I, uh, I I hate to argue with you on this point, but mm-hmm. it says enhanced. It, it, this is, and that's that's the question. So, if I purchased a firearm with the item installed from the factory, is that enhanced? That's the question. But it's so vague. It, it comes down to if I get a Geisley trigger for my AR, yes, because I want to use it for match rifle, you know, for match events. For a mat for a, a match competition event, I'm technically enhancing the rate of fire on this rifle. Right. That that right. could in if, theory if that you could be a stripped yeah. lower and put the Geisley in, and that's the only trigger it ever had. Yeah. You yeah. may not be violating the law. Uh, but I mean, let, let's just go to something as simple as luck. Uh, no, 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 no. Put it down. Put it down. Put it down. Yeah. Sorry. I forget. I forgot. <laughs> different shows have different rules. So no, no, no. That's not a. That's a YouTube. Yeah, 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 yeah. They'll they'll they'll, they'll kill your stream yeah. like, right away. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry, forgot forgot about that. So me, I mean, I don't I, care. You could sit there and fire yeah, off a machine know, gun into your camera. I know, and I know, like, I know, yeah, I know. That's cool. So, so I was I was going to bring up a simple Enfield Number Two Mark One revolver. You know, World War One, World War Two British hot break. Let's say I send that off to my gunsmith. And I want him to do to lighten the trigger pull on it. Why? It's a double action only revolver. It's like fourteen pounds. Let's let's bring right. it down to eight pounds. It's a little bit more manageable. Whatever. Technically, am I in violation of the law now? Yeah. Has anybody ever been prosecuted? Uh, to my knowledge, no. But it's so vague, and it's Enter a felony. It, it, it's it's the problem is it's a felony, yeah. and it's on the books. So all you need is. A uh, state attorney's office that is vehemently anti-gun is like, you know what? We're going to slap this on someone. Let you, you might beat the rap, but will you beat the ride? You, you know, will you beat the ride type deal? Are you going to spend thousands of dollars to defend right. yourself in a court of law? That's the issue with this. Uh, and the uh, the the final piece of it. So you had the uh, the bump stock ban. You had the uh, purchase ban. You had the um, uh, the under twenty one ban. Um, the, the final piece of it, of course, was the red flag laws, which completely violate your Fourth Amendment rights to go after your Second Amendment rights. Due process is just thrown out the window. Mm-hmm. And as a former law enforcement officer, I have a huge issue with red flags because – and I'm not – and I'm going to go on, on a completely different tangent. Okay, so the person is legitimately a threat to the public. You know, they're insane. They hear voices in their head. They see pink elephants, whatever. Hey, so correct. all you're doing is you're taking the firearms from them, but you're leaving them out 
you're, you're leaving them out in public. So what stops them from getting a knife, getting a gallon of gas, getting a padlock, driving and, a car uh, through a some chain and lock. Yeah. Locking up a building and burning it down. You know, I mean, you, you had the, uh, the bath school massacre back in the 1920s where it wasn't done with a firearm. The guy literally padlocked the building shut and burnt it to the ground and killed women and kids. You know what? Mm-hmm. So the threat is still out there, but you took the guy's guns. That, right. That's a, that's, you know, if, if you're actually going to promote public safety, we already had a law on the books for that. It was called Baker Act. Yeah. If you are adjudicated mentally deficient, um, and I even have issues with that because that could go into political, um, uh, what's the word I'm looking for here right now? Um, political oppression where you use it as a tool. Uh, sure. Communist countries did it all the time. Oh, wait, you, you want freedom of speech? Yeah, yeah, that's clearly a sign that you're mentally deficient. No, we're sending you to loony bin. But out, outside of all that, let's just go back to what's on the law right now. So the red flag law strips someone of their firearm rights. Um, it's done without due process. The individual isn't able to uh, defend themselves in a court of law. They have to spend money to hire an attorney on them, uh, themselves. And on top of all that, the biggest issue is, is that what, since it's a civil matter, the, the threshold to, in, to enact one is far lower than a criminal arrest. You know, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you have to have uh, proof beyond a reasonable doubt um, to facilitate an arrest. Well, with a red flag law, all I basically need to say Hey, yeah, my wife and I, we're going through a divorce. She has a concealed carry permit. I'm in fear of my life. I think she's going to threaten me with a firearm. Oh, okay, red flag. And, you know, the red flag. Now, of course, that would never happen. I, my wife and I are lovely. You know, we're in a great relationship. But That's not what she told I'm me. Just, <laughs> Wait, I, I forget the the number of red flag incidents in, in Florida. It's enormous. They've been oh, it's, using... It's, it's thousands and thousands of them. And yeah. last I remember, I haven't looked up at this year's stats, but the last time I looked up the stats, I think Polk County alone issued over a thousand um, uh, red flag orders. And I think they even went after an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. Oh, my God. The, the, you have the John Carpenter incident. Um, Rich remembers that. Yeah, where they red yep. flagged the guy named John Carpenter just because they did a search for John Carpenter with concealed carry permits, and then they red flagged them, and it was the wrong John Carpenter. Okay, we got a question yeah. here from G Webs: Is constitutional carry still a possibility in Florida this year, without going through the whole thing? With- yes, constitutional carry is is still a possibility. It's not over till it's over. Um, we have a hard fight ahead of us. And the best thing that your viewers could do, um, they need to contact their uh, state representative and senator and tell them that they need to sign the petition uh, to call the special session for constitutional carry. And on top of that, they need to call the governor and they need to let him know that he also has the power to call a special session directly by a proclamation. Mm-hmm. Because the biggest issue we're facing is the legislative leadership. Um, the Senate president, Wilton Simpson, and the House Speaker, Chris Sprawls. Simpson wrote the Parkland gun control bill. Multiple oh, lawmakers have stated repeatedly that 
The reason why constitutional carry wasn't moving forward during the regular session this year and last year was because the legislative leadership in no way will forward a bill that completely vacates and proves the Parkland gun control bill doesn't work. Okay, I, I, I'm going to throw something out there. This is not bashing on any other gun organization or anything like that. So don't think that. I just want to just state a fact here. Um, Wilton Simpson was the guest of honor at an NRA event. That's all I'm going to say. How long ago? Um, I, I hope it was 10 years ago and not two years ago. Uh, that was a few months ago. <laughs> I, I I could say more, but I'm not going to. It's just something about another organization endorsed him after Parkland. They said he was a betrayer of the Second Amendment. So that's all I'm going there on. Yeah, no, I, he, was, he was like... Uh, over like four months ago, five months ago, maybe. Dude, it was just recently endorsed. It was this year. Well, he he was just recently endorsed by a number of organizations: the Florida Sheriffs Association, Florida Ag, uh, one of the Florida Agricultural uh, Farm Associations, um, a couple of different groups, including another gun rights organization. So. Yeah. Well, I, all right, and I, I'm going to throw one out. You, you know, Melissa Martz, right? Mm-hmm. Um, I, I saw Melissa. Was it Tuesday? Yeah. So Tuesday, and she remarked that Trump came out and endorsed Brian Mast and said that he was a good advocate for uh, the Second Amendment. Trump also endorsed Wilton Simpson, and remember, Simpson wrote the Parkland gun control bill, and Trump congratulated him on passing it. Um, I was very much on the Trump train uh, in early 2016, 2017, and I literally jumped off the Trump train the moment uh, Trump completely caved on gun control, um, told uh, Dianne Feinstein uh, and other lawmakers um, after the Las Vegas incident, oh, you know, you don't need to worry about gun owners. Uh, I mean, it was horrific. And he congratulated Florida on passing gun control. Um, yeah, I was never Trump, on the Trump train, by the way. Just to put if, that out there. If you look at the uh, at Trump's own um, works back in 2000, 2001, he had one of his books, you know, one of his self-published books. He literally said that, hey, I support the Clinton assault weapons ban. Oh, boy. Yeah. And between then and the 2016 election, I was really hopeful that, hey, you know, um, his son, Trump Jr., uh, knocked yep. some sense into him. Things were looking forward. He was making proclamations that uh, if I was elected president, one of my first acts would be, uh, would to be repealed a ban on concealed carry on military bases. That's you know, the uh, war on the there was amendment the, is over. The, yeah. The war on the second amendment's over. He was forming a second amendment, um, uh, committee made up of people that I personally know. And I was like, Hey, this is good stuff. And you know, that's why I kind of got on the Trump train. And then as, as 2016 and 2017 started to end and we were nearing 2018 and, then he started speak, spouting gun control. I was like, nope, I'm done with this. That is my uh, make it or break it issue. I do not support gun control in any way, shape, or form. Right. And I don't care 
the politician that does. They they could be great on everything else, but if you're bad on guns, that's my litmus test. Oh. That's the straw that breaks the camel's back. Oh, before I forget, I went to buy the the masterpiece arms. Mm-hmm. I, I, I was like debating, you know, I've left it up to the people. Which one should I buy? So they chose the masterpiece arm. So I went to buy it, and it was sold out. <laughs> so did you buy that uh, bullpup shotgun? Then? Not enough by the bullpup shotgun, but thank you to like the three people that bought the masterpiece arms from mm-hmm. my link that I had on my, <laughs> on my uh-huh. local that I sent everyone to. So three of those, what? three of you jackasses out there bought one. <laughs> So was it the one mine. in five? Was it the one chambered in five seven by twenty eight? No, no. Oh, see, that's the I, I said that to John the other day. That's the only five seven twenty eight I don't want to own. I have a PS. I have a short barreled uh, PS ninety, and strangely, the pistols don't interest me. Just the little. I love my little bullpup though. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. The short barrel. See, I don't know if I want to like. I wish the barrel swap was easier on that because then I would SBR it. Well, why don't you just buy a pistol version of uh, I guess they don't have a pistol version. They don't make a pistol version of it. Now, CMMG used to make a factory uh, uh, SBR barrel for it. All I did was um, drove out the blind pin, took out the extended flash hider, and cut the factory barrel, threaded it, and then put on a a CMMG... uh, thread adapter it's been running fine for the last god i've had it now for over a decade and mm-hmm. yeah still running good yeah i got a i got a company up here that would do that um that will like you know cut the barrel thread it, and everything else yeah and i don't was it Aussie? are we cool yet did they do uh, a ps90 i think they did someone and, did did who yeah uh, 3D printing community. Yeah, so... Oh, okay, that's kind of cool. It it looks like a PS90. It uses a PS90 mag, uh, but otherwise, the it it's an appearance package with a PS90 mag. I mean, it shoots hmm. the 57 by 28 and all that, uh, but the internals aren't compatible uh, between a PS90 and the 3D printed one. Yeah. Okay. Whenever someone well, at GOA has a question about 3D printing... Uh, a lot of times they come to me. Um, I consider myself the GOA consigliere, whatever. <laughs> the, the, the mafia. You're the mafia down on 3D printing? Well, no, so just the... like whenever they are, I'm just like a, con, a consigliere. Um, every time they have a question or something, they come to me, even though I don't have an official title. <laughs> I have to tell you, you've used a lot. Uh. <laughs> so the other cool 3d printing news uh, in like the last 24 hours is they came out with uh so for 200 bucks and you have to buy a barrel there's a parts kit for a styre log and aussie came out with the 3d printed um what, what do you call it the section of it that you would need the uh uh to the, complete uh... it yeah, well, I have an AUG, so you have the uh, you have your barrel assembly with um, the gas tepid, uh block. You then you have your receiver. Uh, receiver, you sorry, bolt, that's the yeah. Part. You have your bolt assembly, and then you have the stock. So, so they're yeah. selling parts kits for two hundred bucks on Centerfire Systems, and you need a barrel and then the three D print the receiver. Hmm. 
wasn't aware that Centerfire had a odd parts kit. I wonder where they're coming from. I, I had no idea also. My guess would be Tunisia, I think, because I know Tunisia adopted the AUG a while back. And I, I, know Saudi Arabia also, I know Saudi Arabia also adopted the AUG in one form or another for one of their... I think it said Milan on it. I'm just trying to bring it up right now. Maybe I should get a Stribog. Yeah. Yeah. I looked into him. I don't know. I still want a gold plate my, my uh, like an AK, but <laughs> John, can we steer you in the right direction here? So uh, it's ADD, ADD Thursday with John Crump on John Crump Live. <laughs> um, so my my legislative critter is Rick Roth. Uh, do you have any Rick uh, Roth? Ex- I, I like his Roth. music. I like Rick Roth. Roth's <laughs> All right, John, I'm going to turn your mic off soon. <laughs> Uh, do you know Rick Roth, Lewis? Uh, I haven't dealt with him on a professional level, so uh, regale me with uh, facts. I forget because we have over 160 lawmakers, and to keep okay, track of all yeah. of them on top of my head, I forget. So uh, basically, we we were at an event. This this was a couple of years. I think my wife texts him like every day. I don't know if they got something going, um, but. She ripped him a new a-hole for about 45 minutes over the Parkland bill. So she voted in favor of Parkland. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, and he's that, like, that, well, it's that, a good answers, that answers that question for me. And, and he was trying to spin it and tell her why it's a good thing, the Parkland bill. And, and my wife would not have it. No so he's, he's actually said to her, uh, he... She's changing his mind, but, you know, yet to be seen. We'll, we'll see when a vote goes, right? Yeah, if, if a vote goes. Well, right now we have the uh, – we have Sabatini contacting his other lawmakers. So the question is, is will they sign the petition and send it back to him so he can send it to the Secretary of State? All he needs is 20%, 32 lawmakers. That's it. That's all he needs. I would sign it. So is – is there a link on uh, on the GOA action? That is uh, that should be coming out uh, first thing tomorrow morning. Oh, okay. So we're going to have so, an action alert on that, and on top of that, um, for the special session that is occurring uh, next week, it starts from the nineteenth to the twenty second. On the twentieth, there is going to be a constitutional carry rally at the Capitol at on uh, twelve noon on the twentieth. 20th of April? April. Next. Yep. Next Wednesday. Uh, 420? Yeah, really? <laughs> hey, Smoke if you got them. You work with, you work with what you got. <laughs> so I, yeah, why Bob do you guys Marley? do this stuff? Right, right. Why do you guys do this stuff during the week? Is it because otherwise nobody would be there or? Well, next week is when the uh, special session for redistricting is actually happening. Oh, okay. So all the lawmakers will be there. The governor should be there. The lieutenant governor will be there. So it's it's a good way to put a little bit of pressure on the lawmakers. Okay, so I see Governor Santos and Rep. Anthony Sabatini needs help to get a special session for constitutional carry on the uh, action 
So yeah. if you go to gunowners.org, look down for action. There's there's always something there. And, and for whatever reason, Lewis, I don't get your emails. That is strange. The, I'm gonna have to the fix Florida that up. emails. Yeah, I will have yeah. to figure out. Send me your text me your email, and I'll make sure you get added to the list. Okay. Yeah, I, I mean, so I should weird. be on the list. I'm saying you should be. I'll, happening. I'll, I'll make sure that something's fixed. Yeah, because that, yeah, that's that's an I, that's an IT issue. That's something outside of my pay group. So that's well, I don't know John if it's a Google fix. issue because I'm on Gmail. You know, it shouldn't be. I I have my Gmail account and I get our alerts. Oh, okay, so. that's something. John John's IT is a uh, is an IT whiz bang. He should fix that. Just yeah. just complain to John. John, John yeah. make sure I'm on the Florida list. I, uh, uh, dude, I, I don't know that. Do it uh, now. Zeke, uh, hit now. Zeke, uh, hit Zeke, make sure. Do it like, you should have done it like last week, man. Come on. Dude, I'm working on, you don't know, man. I'm pulled in so many freaking GOA directions. Look, I know, all I know is with your sorcery hacking abilities, even telling my wife, hey, delete my uh, internet search history isn't going to matter with you, so. I get it. <laughs> But uh, you do good work, man. You do good work for the Second Amendment, and I'm and I'm seriously thankful that uh, I get to work with you, and we get to work together on issues, and we get to advance the cause. And same thing with you, Rich, because and and I always say this that everywhere I go, and you guys know it, our national motto is "E Pluribusunum," out of many, one, and it's that out of many, we come together and we make this. We speak in one loud, unified voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 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 whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> whatever. Wow. Wow, Crumpy. I, 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 I'm, I'm a little uh, toasty today. You need coffee. That's what it is. You need a good shot of Cuban coffee. Dude, what's up with a you, Latino? You know what? I don't, no one even said that it changed Lewis's name. Oh, Latino heat. Latino heat. <laughs> Great. Well, I'm looking it on on my phone, so yeah, it's... same here. I'm on my phone, so you know what you write is like that small, and I'm already halfway blind as is. I have to literally do one of these, like, oh, okay. <laughs> oh, you should not have told me that. Oh God. Uh oh. Oh God. What's he gonna do? No, grumpy is a little grumpy. Yeah, yeah. I, I could agree with that. I'm always grumpy, yeah. man. Always grumpy. Okay, it's still the same for now. For now. Nah, now, he's gonna have, now, now he's going to have me paranoid. I'm going to be putting my face up against the phone every five seconds now. Right, right. I'll, I'll keep an eye on it. So, Lewis, do you uh, do GOA people go to like the Miami Gun Show? That is one of the things we're actually in the process of doing. Um, oh, okay. We are going to be unveiling a uh, grassroots activism campaign program. Uh, and, of course, I'm going to be going across the state teaching it. Uh, my goal is to have uh, acolytes, basically, that they'll learn the material and they'll be able to work the shows and they'll be able to put it on and spread the message and, cool. and get people fired up. Because the biggest thing I've noticed here in Florida especially with our political situation of having anti-gun Republicans in charge for most of the time is people get, they have anger, they have passion, but they don't know how to focus it and they don't know how to direct it. And the right, entire right. purpose of this um, grassroots activism uh, training 
is just that. It's to teach people, hey, this is how you you direct your energies to where it's successful, to where you um, could make a, a difference in your local community, in the county level, on, on the state level, and even the national level. Uh, but everything starts local. So, you know, you need people to block walk. You need people to phone bank. You need people that could coordinate and uh, that could uh, uh, network and uh, gather a grassroots organization and build up um, cadres of, of friendlies. It's the best way to look at it is literally think of it, what the original mission intent, the mission intent of the green berets were, you know, we were going to send an A team in behind enemy lines and link up with a uh, friendly resistance, train them, and then have those people train, uh, train more uh, friendly resistance units. And it's basically the same thing on a political level. We're going to be inserting people across the state, across the country to train our friendlies and get them politically educated and trained to where they could put their energies to the best effect. Um, Cause everyone wants to do something. No one wants to sit on the sidelines, but right. you need organization, you need planning, you need strategy. And that's where GOA is definitely going to come in on this. And the gun shows is a great recruitment tool because let's just be honest. It's, it's a fantastic demographic. You have people from all walks of life, from all different economic levels there uh, from uh, the different social stratas, but they're all unified on the same thing. They all like firearms. You know, most people that go to a gun show, they're not anti-gun. If they like guns right. in one form or, or another, either because they're collectors, they're shooters, they're hobbyists, they're hunters, whatever. But every, there's everything in common. They all like firearms. So it's it's a great it's a great marketing and recruitment place for it. So, yeah, we're going to be in the gun shows. We're going to be hitting the gun shows here in Florida, uh, in Miami, Tampa, Palm Beach, uh, Orlando, Jacksonville, you name it. We're going to slowly and hopefully not slowly, very rapidly start spreading out. All right. Since I'm not getting the MPA masterpiece arms, I did find something I am going to get though. What do you got there? Lone wolf. All ah. gray and silver. From yeah. a distance, it looked like a Smith and Wesson uh, thirty-nine uh, thirteen Lady Smith from back in the nineties. No, no, that does use Glock mags. No, I know. I'm just saying from a distance, it looks like like the old Lady Smiths from back in the day. Instead of getting another Glock or another Striker Fire, you need to get yourself something classic, something original. Like what? Um, get yourself a Smith & Wesson Model 27 and 357 Magnum, preferably got, a six-inch barrel. Got one. Okay. I got one of those mm. and a six-inch barrel and a snub nose. Oh, Okay. I think you need a double barrel 1911. Yeah, See, when no. I think classic, that's that's what comes to mind. No, if he's going to go classic, he needs to just go all out and get yourself an African double rifle. I do not have one of those. Get it in like uh, 416 Rigby. You need something to detach retinas when you shoot it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My 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 doctor today says do not hurt either one of your shoulders because we don't have enough bone to take off anymore. So it's fine. You'll be you'll be fine. Fine. Then get then just get it in a smaller. You can get it in like 
9.3 by 62. I mean, it's a low pressure cartridge. It was made to chamber in regular Mauser actions. You'll be fine with that. It's not going to bruise your shoulder. Yeah, I, I don't know. Uh, I think I'm gonna. I think I'm gonna get the lone wolf. Fine. I would really have liked to get the. Maybe I should just wait until the until they they have it on the other other thing on sale again. Why don't you just use your uh, your your secret uh, spy connections and get yourself a phase plasma rifle in the forty watt range or something? Maybe, maybe this is a good idea. It wouldn't be a firearm. You could put it on the show too. Yeah, I have a twenty. I, I do have a model twenty nine, and I have a model six twenty nine as well. Do you have anything in forty one Magnum? Nothing in forty one Magnum. I don't even know what that is. I take that as a no. No, no, no. Forty one Magnum, not forty four Magnum. So a model fifty seven or six fifty seven. I don't have either one, uh, mostly because the ammunition is kind of uh, hard to get. For shame, sir! For shame. Yeah. I mean, Anyways, well, like, why, why man, I get something that I can't get ammo for? You're talking to a guy that literally conceal carries sometimes revolvers made from the 1880s and cartridges that haven't been made in 60 years. This doesn't this doesn't stop me from getting ammunition. It's called reloading. Yeah. Uh, G Webs is a huge fan of of uh, nine millimeter out there. I don't know if you know G Webs, but he is like the proponent of proponents of nine millimeter. I mean, it, it, it's a nice antique cartridge. I mean, it is older than the forty-five ACP. The nine millimeter. For... Yeah, yes. yeah, it is. A lot of people don't realize that. I, I always I mean, get kicked out of when they call it nine millimeter Luger. I'm like, mm-hmm. nine millimeter Parabellum. Right. Prepare for yeah. war. Yeah, awesome movie, so... by the way, John Wick. Oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. Forgot about that. I can't wait till the new one comes out. There's another uh, one? I don't think I've seen my last one. Oh my god, they're are they, freaking phenomenal. Like every John are, Wick movie are they is gonna, awesome. Are they gonna start milking the John Wick movies like the uh, Fast and Furious movies? I don't wanna oh, see Lord. John Wick I don't wanna see John Wick movies twenty years from now where he's John Wick doing uh, yeah, dude, he looks John, Wick in, he, John, John Wick in the old folks' home. He looks the same as he did in Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure. The remake wasn't that good, or not the remake, the sequel. The, the third sequel wasn't that good. I didn't see it, but no, but but John Wick, they have the series coming out, the Continental, which is going to be incredible. Oh, really? I, I don't know. I think they might be milking it. I think so, dude. I, I don't care if they milk it as long as they make quality content you know at some point they'll just do a fast and furious john wick crossover okay okay fast and furious right they go from uh the first one's about like underground street racing the last one they're in effing space the first one wasn't even (laughs) underground street racing it was just a a little small gang robbing 18 wheelers of dvd players yeah they were they were they they went from stealing dvd players a movie about stealing dvd players to freaking being in space yeah well (laughs) i'm I'm still trying to figure out how they stopped a submarine with cars (laughs) 
I'm still look. The last one that I remember seeing. They're my the end scene pleasure. Was, I love them. The the end scene was uh, they were on a plane trying to take off, and it was there for 20 minutes going down the runway. I'm just thinking, how long of a damn runway was that for there to be a 20 minute scene where the cars are trying to stop the plane from taking off? It's, yeah, maybe out in Mojave Desert, you know. I mean, at this point, it wasn't even a runway. It was just going down 95. Well, I, most, uh, let, let's see, oh, West Hampton Beach crap. is an auxiliary space shuttle landing, and I think it's only 9,000 feet long, which, which yeah. is long for a runway. It's 250 feet wide or more, but it's 9,000 feet long. Yeah, that, so, that just gives you an idea of how horrible the Fast and Furious movies have become. So, they're my guilty pleasure. I, I gotta I, say. Dude, I can't stay awake through those movies. So what was the one where they're in Puerto Rico trying to steal gasoline? I, I couldn't, I can't, like, I can't stay awake past that scene. And that's like the opening five or ten minutes. That's a great scene. Yeah, I, I fall asleep. I, I don't even, I don't even remember. I've, I try, I, it's, you guys are just jealous. Is like, it's like, it's like the driver series. I just don't care. Um, like, if you want to have a guilty pleasure for films, actually start watching things that are worthwhile. Just watch Sergio Leone with Spaghetti Westerns. There you go. That's better. Well, all right. My, my guilty pleasure is, uh, what is it with Burt Gummer? Uh, Tremors. Tremors is nice. Too bad Burt dies. Yeah. Tremors yeah, 1 and 2 one. are masterpieces. Yes. So. Yeah, Burt, Burt is awesome because he turns out to be right. <laughs> except except the actual actor is anti-gun that's the crappiest part about it all. oh he is an anti-gunner he's last i checked he's kanukistani so yeah he's oh no he's way. pretty much uh he's not pro-gun yeah oh i had no idea yeah he's he's not to the level of danny glover but um you know he made money off firearms and films and now and he's anti-gun while danny glover is truly a horrible individual in that regard. Well, that's why I like well, Keanu Reeves. Also. That's why I like Keanu Reeves, because, you know, uh, on his birthday, what did he do? He went and shot guns. Keanu Reeves as an actual actor, and I have to give him credit, he's not stuck up. He's not egotistical. He's very... Um, he still remembers his roots that, hey, he was a common man. You know, he, he, he came from from a normal background like everyone else. And he's actually very approachable in, in public from what I've heard and from what I've seen, unlike some of the other people in Hollywood. But in the end, the days of Hollywood are coming to an end anyways with uh, the complete change in uh, the way films are made, social media, access to uh, uh, multiple platforms. It's just the a the day of the A-lister is done, in my opinion. Yeah, I don't but, think. But Ken Reeves actually writes like, the subway and stuff. Yeah, that's what I mean. He's he's approachable. He's like a normal guy. He he doesn't consider himself to be some high end elite like some of the other people in Hollywood. He also has like one of the most tragic tragic lives of any movie star there is. Oh really? I had no idea. Dude, he lost his his his, his uh, like first wife to cancer. Lost his kid. Lost his sister. Oh, no. Yeah. So yeah. And speaking of uh loss, we lost Gilbert Godfrey. Right? He's now do he's now doing Aflac commercials with the Angels. Oh yeah, that's right. He was the Aflac duck, wasn't he? 
Yeah, they they got pissed at him for something, but and changed the duck out to somebody else. But probably the aristocrats' uh, joke that he tells that's horrible, and in no way am I repeating it. Well, the the whole thing with the aristocrats' joke is that it's supposed to be horrible. That's what. Oh, I'm I, I'm not saying it's it's not. I'm just I'm not repeating it. I know where I'm at right now. <laughs> so, dark. I did see triple nine. I I didn't care for it as much. I don't know what Triple Nine is. Oh, it's a movie uh, Dark recommended. Because mm. I, I forget what movie Dark recommended my wife like. She's like, oh, ask your friend for more recommendations. There is one movie that uh, you guys would hate if I recommend. It's a good movie, but it's uh, the saddest movie ever. Try me. You know, you, you don't. Yeah, I want to. I want to. I want to say what the movie is. Because uh, uh, I want to you. I, I mean, it, I want to know what it, the movie it's is. Like, it, no, it's it's literally it, it's so sad it hurts. Really? Yeah, I won't watch it ever again. Wow, ever again. So it's not Andy. So it's not Andy Garcia's The Lost City. No, no. When, well, like when you you will think about it, and like down like the road, you'll think about it and be like, oh my god, I can't believe. Um, I, I'll, I'll, I'll say what it is, but if you guys, the road, um, no, but, but if you guys, uh, if you guys watch it, um, don't, don't blame me. Okay. Cause, uh, it's literally, it's, 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 you're going, I, I don't care. I don't care who you are, you will cry. What's the movie? I don't know if I want to say it because people tell me but when, when my when they told my wife like, "Hey, don't watch this movie." What the hell did we do? We went and watched it, and it was just—I mean, like even thinking about it now, it kind of it it um. This is going to be like the magic toaster or something, isn't it? No, no, it, it uh, no. I'm, it's, I'm, it's not Iron Sky too because that made me cry. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't gotten through the first Iron Sky movie. Oh, Iron Sky two, you're gonna last like maybe past the credits. You're like, oh, f this, I'm not watching it. <laughs> Look, uh, space moon Nazis. That's a movie. I mean, it's called Moon Nazis from Space. How can you do that wrong, dear Zachary? And like, I don't. If I remember, uh, Iron Skies had uh, ha- had a spoofy Sarah Palin, right? Yes, yes. Yeah, it's 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 called uh, it's called Dear Zachary's Letter to a Son about His Father. Uh, I'm l- uh, literally. Uh, put, put it this way here. If somebody's writing about it, you know how how good it is, and they and they had to put a disclosure in there. I consider Dear Zachary to be the single most saddest movie I've ever seen, and I'm clearly not alone. By judging by a sample search of comments about this heartbreaking documentary online, it is extremely personal and surprising. It mm-hmm. is literally, I like, I'm 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 almost tearing up thinking about it. I'm serious. That's how sad it is. 
It's like a movie. It's 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 like a movie. It is. It's it's a movie that you wish you could unsee, and you don't wish you could unsee it because it's bad or anything like that. Because it's a really, it's really, really good. It's a, it's it's really, really good. Like Ghostbusters three. No, no, I like Ghostbusters three. Not the one with the women, but the 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 actual sequel. Right, right. That was also not that good. I liked it. No, but 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 Zero Zachary, uh, 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 dear Zachary, I just wish I can. You no, know, dude, this grizzly man has nothing on this movie. So, what, what, every time you look up the 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 documentary, people put uh, disclaimers in there about why you should not watch this movie. So, if you need to watch a movie, that's not that depressing. Um, yeah, this this will this but will still makes you but but still makes you think. Watch um, Andy Garcia starred and directed uh, the Lost City. Uh, it's personal with me. It's basically the story of what my family went through when they had to flee communist Cuba. It it takes place of how the family during the revolution how the how Garcia's family is split apart, how businesses are destroyed, how. Uh, a love interest is sw- is swept away by the revolution. It's it's a very interesting film. Yeah. Um, just don't go. Just, just don't watch it. I mean, just forget well, I said. Why'd anything. you tell people? Oh, Ron Wayne's got it. <laughs> Return to Gilligan's Island. <laughs> Put it this way, uh, honestly, I, I swear to God, if I could go back and unwatch this movie, not because it's bad, but just because that's how sad it is, I would 100% go unwatch it. Fine. I'll, I'm going to, I'll send you a 1980s Glock instructional video and you can watch that a hundred times. And by the end of it, after it's drone monotone voice, you'll, You'll think everything else is better. Don't worry. You'll be fine. Okay, here you go. Watch this. I'm I'm gonna I am going to share my screen here for a second. And I'll show you guys something. Look. If if you do a Google search for the movie, you're gonna see headlines, tons and tons of headlines. Uh let me let me see which one it is. Uh, damn it. Oh, here it is. I mean, they have. They if have. You're playing um, it, we've seen nothing. No, I'm not playing it now. I'm just bringing it up right now. For some reason, it's running slow. But check out the headline. That's the headline you're going to see everywhere. The most upsetting documentary ever made. Huh. Yes. And, and nothing, okay. nothing I've ever seen. I've I've never credited a movie. When 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 my uh, when my when my dad died, I did not cry. This movie made me ball. Um, and I'm I'm not afraid to say it. <laughs> Literally. Well, we'll make me ball. 
and it will make you guys ball. So just don't see it, guys out there. And if you do, I warned you. Well, what's gonna make me what what's gonna make me what's gonna make me ball and cry is if we don't get constitutional carry the constitutional carry passed right this year. I mean, Florida Florida now borders two constitutional carry states. Just think of it: every tourist that now drives to Florida drives through a constitutional carry jurisdiction to go to Disney World. Yep. Yeah, and F Disney World as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. So, um, speaking of Disney, there's word now that a number of Republican lawmakers have refunded their uh, the donations the Disney Corporation made to them. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. I believe Representative Barnaby is one of them that publicly stated he's refunding uh, campaign donations from them. And I think maybe Representative Federhoff, and I don't remember for sure if she did or not. Um, what I do remember is looking up the list, there's easily over 20 to 30 lobbyists associated and registered for the Disney Corporation operating in Florida. Hmm. Uh, oh, one, one more thing about Dear, Dear Zachary, then I'm going to get off of it. One of my friends said, I, I bet you cannot watch it twice. And I'm like, I bet I can. He's like, $1,000 says you can't. I'm like, take it. I watched it once. I was like, here. Oh, wow. <laughs> it's like, it's not worth it. Hmm. It, 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 it money. will wreck you emotionally. Rich, John, you, this sounds like a challenge. I'm I'm up for making money. I'll, uh, I'll well, you. I'm not worried deposit. about. It. I mean, I, I I know you will get upset, but Rich, I don't want you watching it seriously. Uh, I'm not watching it. Promise me you will. I'm I, not. I know how emotional you get, and that will uh, sit with you. How long before Mystery Science Theater 3000 is uh doing something with this film? They, I guarantee, <laughs> I, I guarantee, I promise you. They will never touch it. Really? I promise you they will never touch it. I I used to love Mystery Science Theater. Yeah. It was great. So am I reading that right? Is the counter already at, are we already at fifty nine minutes? We are at fifty nine minutes. We are, we are closing down. So why don't we go ahead? You can follow me at johncrumptoutlocals.com for the latest and greatest of everything. Read my articles at MLN.com. You can follow Rich at Flying Rich on YouTube, Flying Rich underscore official on Instagram, Flying Rich everywhere else, and even on MySpace. And Indeed. also following him on flyingrich.locals.com, too. He has the locals. He's on Utreon and everywhere else. And let's kick it over to Luis, who is from GOA, gunowners.org. You can go to gunowners.org slash black-one-media and get 25% off, which is like a $5 discount. So, Luis, take us home. Folks, uh, if you want constitutional carry here in Florida, real simple. Go to GOA.org, look for the latest action alert for Florida, contact your state representative and state senators, and hound them to uh, call for a special session for constitutional carry. Remember, if they don't take any action on this, I'm treating this as if they voted against constitutional carry. It's that important. Yep. So they have to. They talk the talk, now it's time to walk the walk. It's sink or swim for them. 
So constitutional carry also includes open carry. Yes. So it's kind of a nice sandwich. Oh, it, it would be a fantastic thing. Oh, we're, we're gone. Yeah. Uh, I, I clicked it and when, when he finished his spill on constitutional carry, I clicked end. It's fine. Don't worry. Okay. Letters of Zachary. I'm going to tell you what it is so you guys don't go watch it. You you watch this movie and it's about a, a this this guy. It's a documentary and this guy has all the films of him and his kid and his wife. Then his wife and him get a divorce, but he's still really close to this kid. But then he wants to get custody of the kid because his wife is kind of mental, right? Mm-hmm. So you watch it for like two hours of him be this bonding with this kid. You learn this kid. You learn about this kid. You know you're you're emotionally invested in this kid. And this is all a documentary. And then his ex-wife, who he petitions to, like, hey, you know, we got to get, you know, I think she's a danger to the kid. She's saying that she's going to take her life and take the kid's life. And oh, no. uh, and the courts were like, well, you know, she's the mother, blah, blah, blah. So at the end, uh, his wife kills the kid that you spend two hours oh. bonding with. Oh, we just awful. had a case like that. We just had a case like that literally less than a week ago here in Miami. That's sadly that's a normal thing. Yeah. I've seen it enough times as a cop, and so it it affects me. But I, at the end, I'm just like, yeah, but the, it ain't my kid. But this movie, you get emotionally <clears throat> invested in this kid. You see the kid growing up and everything else mm-hmm. from like childbirth all the way up. And, and and here's the thing: the dad wrote letters to him every day. Of the kids' life, so they read, they go through, and they read the letters and everything. You know, I like. I'm so proud of you. You took your first steps today. So he kept the journal. Yeah, yeah. So you're like so emotionally invested, and then it just hits you, kid's dead. So since your show is on YouTube, you can't have firearms on the show. You can't yeah, touch not live. it. Yeah, you can't depend on have it in your hand. Yeah, not, I can't not on a live stream. You can't have it in your hand on the live stream. So if it was just sitting here, it's not an issue. That's not an issue. Right, right. But, but if the you're, moment I do this, well, yeah, if you, well, well, they 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 had an issue where people were, uh, it, it was themselves. It, it was like it, they had like a like a rash of people offing themselves. Then they had a bunch of copycat uh, people offing themselves because of all the copycats offing themselves on live streams. They mm. they have a like a you know so. So if it's not a live stream, it's not an issue. It's not an Correct. issue. It's it's only because of the suicide thing. Okay. You can, you can oh, like have it behind you can point to stuff. What the minute you put it in your hands, they're like, oh, nope. Hmm, I'm curious now if I get one of the little toy grabber arms and pick it up with that. that that's no. originally what I said. No, that would be okay. <laughs> I mean, and look, it's an Enfield. In reality, it's really not a firearm. I mean, it's broken. See. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but technically, black powder. You're right. Is not a firearm. Yeah. Well, now this was made in 1941, so this is center fire, smokeless. Oh, it is. Oh. Yeah, yeah. No, it's it's an Enfield number two Mark One Star. It was made in frame was made in 40, barrels made in 41, chambered in uh, 38 Smith and Wesson AK 38200. So, which strangely they kept these things in service up until the 1960s. 
<sighs> now I'm in the process of doing an article on um, the other 38, 38 Smith and Wesson. So I'll be, I'll have the Enfield in it. I'll have things like uh, this uh, Smith and Wesson 38 double action made in 1882. No little top break. So. Yeah, all right, guys. I'm, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go I'm, cook some steaks. Yeah. Oh, that's right. I gotta cook steaks too. All right. I'll, I'll see you guys later. Oh crap! Look at me. 